0: Hey, welcome once again. This is Elle at Iron Dove. Dialogue is the key to reform. Access is the key to dialogue. At Iron Dove, you can find both. Come on down. Let's talk it up and uh, see what we can figure out. Over the holiday break, I had an opportunity to spend some time talking with people about various subjects. And more often than not, unfortunately... The us versus them card was thrown into the conversation. Racism in all forms. And it's such an ugly manifestation of fear. I often wonder how it became so ingrained in our society. You know, we all bleed. We all breathe air. We all desire love. But all over the world, people talk about us and them as if somehow we're different. History books would have really little to talk about if it were not for one group fighting another for the right to be right, I guess. I mean, when are we going to get it? Us is them. Them is us. So how and why the divide? You know, I I wonder about these things. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. But, you know, what if society did not put people into boxes. What if they didn't do that? I I think that people would be able to connect, connect on many different levels, not just inside this box of societal convention, with freedom of self, freedom of self-determination, freedom of self-expression. Outside of this box of societal convention, people could maybe feel safe, Connecting, connecting mind consciousness, connecting to each other without this us versus them thing going on. Part of the problem is that we just don't treat each other nicely, starting with men and women. I mean, that is the biggest us versus them to even start with. And, and when you start with the men and women thing, you have to talk about the body because that's really the only differentiation between men and women. If you want to look at it straight down, what is the, what makes you a man? It's your body, right? So what is the body? The body is like the vehicle. You could drive around in a Ferrari, or you could drive around in a crappy old Chevy. And it's really just a matter of what you do with your body is kind of how the experience you know it's really just a matter of what you do with it. We all come here with a body, and if you take care of it, you can be a Ferrari, and if you don't take care of it, uh you could be a crappy old Chevy, or maybe you chose to come here as a crappy old Chevy to experience what it would be like to go through a life as a crappy old chevy I, I don't know, but you know we all get a body. And when we come here with our body, the flight plan is set. No matter what kind of body you come with, you have a life plan and you have a purpose. And whether or not you look and feel well, while achieving this goal, it's up to you. But ultimately, you're going to achieve whatever it is destined for you to achieve in this lifetime. So... I don't quite get why people are so hung up on the physical thing. I mean, I want to look good. I take care of my body. I I try to keep in good shape and things like that because it makes me feel better. That's me. Um, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, so physicality. And, you know, what's the point of this physicality? Having a physical body is essential to having a feeling experience. When people are so afraid of feeling, feeling, how many times have you heard it? Men are logical. Women are emotional. It's one of those them versus us things again. So men think and women feel. You can look at it that way. But we all think and we all feel. So it's ridiculous. It's just silly. But if consciousness were pure energy, then so what's with the body? Well, the body lets you feel. Since you feel things that hurt, lets you feel things that are good. It gives you sensations. It lets you move about and connect with other people so that you can have other experiences, whether they be intellectual or sensation, sensual. It, it's all part of the experience. If you don't, experience sensations of being physical, you can't know how certain things feel. If you've never had a pet and lost that pet, you'll never know how heartbroken you feel. But if you have, even 20 years later, you can feel empathy towards somebody who's lost a pet. So... Back to the men and women thing. Why is it that some people think that being physical means being sexual? Why does the physicality always have to end up as some sexual thing? But when it comes to men and women, they just don't seem to be able to make that distinction. It's such an issue. Even the confirmation hearing that's going on right now for the uh, Supreme Court Justice, they've nominated Samuel Alito. Okay, he's a man and he's got his opinions on issues about women. I mean, the whole big things, Roe v. Wade, reproductive rights, what are women's rights versus what does a man think? And it's like a man-woman. Again, that's part of the problem. We're not connecting in a way. Put yourself in the other guy's shoes and say, well, I'm him, he's me, I'm her, she's him, you know, and Feel that other place. It's so annoying really. It's it's you know the the undertone, the innuendo, the the what's right for me is not what's right for you because I'm it causes conflict. It causes conflict and it starts with this whole gender thing and it goes out from there, but I think that's where it starts. Um and I could be wrong, but this is my opinion today might change tomorrow. Today, that's what I think. So without taking sides on gender, if you're intellectual about it, then you can like say, well, I'm going to communicate on this mind level and, and just communicate. But communication is difficult and it's difficult enough just to try to intellectually grasp things without having to feel. But is there any other way really to connect than feeling? I mean, what other ways do we connect? We connect by making eye contact. We connect by saying hello. We connect by having common interests and supporting common causes. We connect in just a multitude of ways. But connecting as a global people is something that is a lot harder to do because, again, there is, unless there is some familiarity to the expression, it's hard to make the connection. It's hard to be in the experience. It's hard to be in the experience unless there's some underlying familiarity. And so the underlying familiarity has to be real, tangible. Physical. In a way, you know, it doesn't mean physical. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm touching you. It just means that we are connecting in a in a way that our energy is physical. Okay, so you know, it it, it has to have some underlying familiarity. It not dogma, not religious written stuff or political dogma, no politics of a country, stuff like that. It has to be more personal. It's got to be personal because people can only make those connections if it is personal. You know, you walk down the street and you walk past people all the time. And unless you make eye contact and smile at them or even just make eye contact, it's not personal. It's funny. People, people are afraid to get personal. It's just the weirdest thing. I did this experiment where I walk down the boardwalk at the beach or I walk down the sidewalk and I'll see what happens. I make eye contact and I smile at people. And I would say that about half of them smile back. A third of them just look away. And maybe the balance look at me like I'm from Mars or something. You know, it's just the way it is. And I think that's probably how a lot of things are. I'll bet a good half the world thinks about making eye contact and smiling back. I just do. I just think that people in general are good, decent, kind, loving human beings that have been conditioned to be afraid of the unknown, afraid of making it personal. And I don't even know why, honestly, I don't know why, but that's what I think. I think that... That it's like a social conditioning. I wonder where those roots are. I, I don't really know, but anyway, so back to common ground, the underlying connection, and how can we make this underlying connection? And, you know, I think that's why some of the major religions are floundering right now, because they don't make that connection. They don't make it personal in a way that people can feel that there's a commonality, that there's an understanding that there's like a greater sense of connection. It's very difficult to connect to something that worked 2,000 years ago in today's society. I mean, my gosh, we're flying all over the world. The boundaries, the borders of continents and countries and waters and things are so muddy and smudged. People connect from all over the world. Cultures connect from all over the world. It's such a global community that... Some of the dogma and precepts and customs and and things that were so important at a certain time in a certain place are just so totally irrelevant and they don't work now. Imagine for a minute that there were no colors, that there were no genders, that we were all... I don't know. Pick a color. Blue people. You know, that musical group, that interesting... Musical group. But seriously, for a minute, outside of the box of societal convention, there's no distinction. We are a uniform, a uni uniform, one form male, female, all colors, no color. Would that be pure consciousness? What would that be? It would certainly eliminate us versus them now, wouldn't it? This podcast is getting so long that I'm going to split it up and finish this tomorrow. So come back tomorrow and hear part two of us versus them. Until tomorrow, this is Ellen Iron Dove signing out.